0: Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: Sports Radio, FM. The I told you the Mets were going to get swept. And... Even more so, I knew exactly how it was going to happen once we got into that bottom of the ninth. You see Adovino coming in. You know what really is going down. And we were actually trying to, um, in the newsroom at SNY, one of my uh, buddies, James Ward, who used to work at the fan. We were talking about it, and we were trying to figure out which lefty was coming up first that would take Adovino deep. And sure enough, it was the pinch hitter. He goes deep and the game is over. And the Mets, in fact, do get swept, like we said uh, was going to happen yesterday as Mitchell homers uh, off of Adovino to send the Mets home in, I mean, just horrible fashion now. Look, I know that we're on every day after these games, and today's going to suck because there's no baseball. Both the Mets and the Yankees get postponed until Friday, so that sucks because this is the first time in a week that you don't have either of the teams playing. And that is something that you know we get used to in baseball season where every day you have the teams there. So I hate the idea that both games got postponed but let's move on from that because you know the Mets will have their home opener on Friday everything will be fine the weather's better so no need to worry about it later on today and risk going out there in the rain and all that stuff but the Mets will come limping home And we'll get into the Yankees and Garrett Cole and his dominance as the best pitcher in baseball and all that stuff. This is not ignoring the Yankees, but the Mets are the top story because they just got swept in excruciating fashion. You cannot get bludgeoned 19-zip in the first two games and then go out there and lose on a walk-off homer on the bottom of the ninth. It just can't happen. Not for a team with the highest payroll in Major League Baseball. And there are many levels to the disaster that has been the Mets' just in these first seven games. Number one, we touched on this yesterday. The Mets took till May 15th last year, May 16th, mid-May, to lose their first series. That is out the window, Series 2 this year. The Mets didn't get swept last year in a series until September. They didn't get swept until September. That, again, out the window in Series 2. The Mets, even when they did lose were competitive. Two of these three games were non-competitive, 10 nothing and 9 nothing. And while you may look at the positives from yesterday, and there were some, actually there were two, Lindor and Alonzo. But those were two guys that we told you we felt comfortable in saying eventually they'll get going. I think it's even worse because it points to the fact that Without those two guys doing what they do, the Mets have no chance. And look at the lineup yesterday. They had seven hits. Five of them came from Lindor and Alonzo. That can't happen. It can't happen. Now, the bigger issue is not even the offense, believe it or not. People look at the offense and you know, focus on the 19 nothing in the first two games of this series and the Mets getting shut out two games in a row. And rightfully so. But the offense was going to be a question coming in. Everyone knew it, including the Mets. Maybe they didn't know to what extent, but everybody knew that the Mets' bats were going to be a little bit of an issue to the point where we knew eventually it's either going to be Beatty, Alvarez, both plus a move or two at the trade deadline. Like, we knew that going in. The pitching is what we did not anticipate being such a major problem. And it's on Max Scherzer. It's on Justin Verlander. Those two guys, when people look at this team and say, oh, it doesn't look like the highest payroll in baseball, a team that that, uh, the highest payroll puts together. Yeah, obviously it doesn't in the lineup because that's not who they're paying. They're paying Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander. I mean, and Robinson Cano, but you get the point. I'm talking about guys that are here. Justin Verlander, Max Scherzer. Verlander, IL, nowhere to be found right now. I don't want to hear about the updates that are encouraging. Get him out there and get him going. And if he's not healthy, it's a big problem because the Mets replaced somebody in that rotation who was one of the best in Major League Baseball, they did it because he wasn't able to stay healthy. So if you're going to replace him with a guy, the guy had better take them out. And Verlander, MIA, to start the year. That was strike two for the Mets. Strike one, Edwin Diaz, of course. Strike two, Justin Verlander. And they're hanging on by a thread not to get struck out before they return home to open the season at Citi Field because you have... As we mentioned, the offense coming into question. But then Max Scherzer, who we touched on yesterday. You know, Max has no answers for getting beat up the way that he did. Well, without him and Verlander dominating every fifth day, each of them, this team's not going anywhere. And forget about the Braves. I mean, you could kiss that goodbye. The, the Braves don't lose. They do not lose. They're a better team than the Mets. They're a better team last year. They're a better team this year. They're built better. But when you look to reasons why, and look, with all this being said, it's seven games. I mean, the Mets are you know, three and four. It's not the end of the world, despite what this may sound like, or despite what Met fans may be saying. It is not, in fact, the end of the world. They'll be okay because they're a decent team. But we're not talking about decent or good team. We're talking about World Series caliber team. Where you see that potential still with the Yankees, even though right now it doesn't look like that necessarily, you still see the path to that. With the Mets, it is very difficult to see the path for that early on because you're seeing something that we did not see at all last year. At all. This didn't happen. They weren't under 500 at all. Ever. Not once last year. So that is something you'd say, well, it's early on. Yeah, you know what? They weren't. It was early on last year, too. They were never under 500. They didn't get swept until the end of the season where everything started to fall apart. And the bigger picture, I think, is that there were flaws with the philosophy of the construction of this team. Something we discussed in the offseason. Do you go again all in with the pitching the way the Mets did, as opposed to trying to build a better, stronger lineup? And the reason why I wanted the Mets to build a better, stronger lineup was because I saw it fail last year when they built their team on pitching when they relied too heavily on starting pitching it failed they had it healthy at the right time down the stretch atlanta san diego it didn't work and the one out for that was that well max was hurt right that's the one excuse you heard all off season long Well, scherzer sure wasn't 100 healthy well now what's the excuse and is it as simple as well? You know what? It's early. Scherzer just trying to get his feet under him here, figure out the pitch clock, and then he's going to be okay. I'm not. I'm not buying that. And who the hell knows what's up with Verlander? What if this is something serious? By the way, Jacob DeGrom has taken two starts, and he pitched yesterday. He went six innings, struck out eleven, allowed just one earned run. Sound familiar? Now, he got lit up in his first start, but that was a, not vintage, but that was more normal, a typical Jacob deGrom start. Six innings, one earned run, 11 strikeouts. That's better than anything Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander have done. Didn't take long to see that one sting a little bit. Now, again, it's very, very early, but look at this team and tell me how you see the way out. Even with Beatty, and the Mets got good injury news yesterday in regards to Beatty, although I would be concerned about that thumb. I mean, it's just one thing after another with this team. Seven games into the year. One thing after another. I told you, sometimes you just know it's not your year. The Diaz thing was, those were flares being sent off. When that type of stuff happens, sometimes you just got to suck it up, take the loss, and wait till next year. And you hate to say that at this point. I mean, it's it's April 6th. And they have the resources, Steve Cohen does, to go out there and add. Sure, but to what extent? Are they going to give up guys in the farm? Probably not. Not that many, anyway. Especially not for a team that they figure is... Not necessarily ready right now to go win a World Series, but look at the lineup. I mean, you know, so if they're built on the starting pitching and those guys aren't getting it done, and then you look to the lineup and say, "Oh, maybe the bats could carry them for a little bit." You know, by the way, we're not even getting into Tyler McGill or David Peterson. You know, No. Quintana. I mean, Carrasco. It's a it's a mess. I mean, it is an all out mess outside of Kodai Senga and even him. We don't know. He's had one one game, and you know he had a battle through that first inning, and he was very good, and I think Sengel will be fine, but that's it right now. But then you look at the lineup for answers, and they're just not there. And to have that type of series take place to where you expected, or at least we expected, you know, we are saying it uh, yesterday, you knew that the Brewers were just a buzzsaw through the Mets – this particular week, and you knew the Mets would somehow find a way to lose. But then watch the game play out the way that it did, down 4-1, and everybody's thinking the worst. Here we go. Mets are toast. Mets are in trouble. And then you get the big bats going with Lindor and Alonzo giving you hope. Alonzo with the two two two-run homers, only to give it right back. I'll tell you something else. Drew Smith, I have seen enough of Drew Smith, enough. Every year, it's the same crap with Drew Smith. Oh, this will be the year that you trust him to get big outs, and this will be the year that he's finally – and this year, he lost 20 pounds or whatever diet he's on. Drew Smith stinks. His pitches are way too hittable. The guys told him to trust his fastball more often. What does he do? He throws a changeup, and it gets tattooed. You can't have it happen. Ottavino, same thing. I think he's going to have a down year. He was great last year, but I don't trust him At all. He's just, to me, last year was the aberration, which leaves you David Robertson and Brooks Raley minus Edwin Diaz. Now, again, that's extreme nitpicking right there off of one day, but Drew Smith and Adevino aren't it. And that's how you know things are going bad. If your pitching is doing the job, you don't score any runs. And when the offense is doing the job, the pitching does not stop the opponent. And it was a combination of everything. Really, the Mets didn't do anything right. The only thing that they even did to any extent of of something positive in this Brewer series was Lindor and Alonzo yesterday. Other than that, they did nothing. Starters were awful. Bullpen, no good. And the lineup overall, I don't care even if Alonzo homered twice and Lindor had a big day and they scored six runs in the finale. They got shut out in the first two. Six runs in three games, not good enough any way you slice it. And the Mets come limping home. They'll rest up with the off day with the postponement now and get set to open up city field where there you know, there will be some excitement. But just know, and there'll be a lot of excitement. Just know it's not last year. The Mets ran it back, hoping that they would improve on last year, if not Anything but just the luck department. Well guess what? Already that has failed. Cause already they've been unluckier than they were a year ago. You know, and then you have Narvaez getting banged up and I guess Alvarez is getting in place to potentially come up and take his roster spot if need be. That'll at least give Met fans a jolt of excitement here. And again, we're talking about the you know, this team like it's 0 seven. They're three and four. So the season isn't over yet. But, man, there are concerns with this ball club. The flaws have been shown right out of the gate. Now, that could be a good thing. If they overcome it, right the ship, get back on track. But it is a scary thing when there was thought going into the year that things could go sideways. Right now, things are going sideways. Can Buck and the Mets figure out a way to straighten things out before it is too late and they all of a sudden are buried in the nl east 877-337-6666 we'll get into the yankees like i said as well garrett cole continues to go out there and dominate glaber torres has been on fire to start the year huge signs for the yankees how about the knicks and rangers as well we'll discuss the rangers Big, gritty win as they are ready for the postseason and the Knicks young guys getting it done last night in an otherwise irrelevant game as they will get set for the postseason starting next week.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.